Alhamdulillah wa kafa wa salamu ala ibadihi alladhina asfa amma ba'd fa'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajim bismillahir rahmanir rahim walladhina jahadu fina lanahdiyannahum subulana subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun wa salamun ala almursalin Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala Ali Sayyidina Muhammad wa barik wa sallim Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala Ali Sayyidina Muhammad wa barik wa sallim Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala Ali Sayyidina Muhammad wa barik wa sallim One of the unique features of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's creation is the way by which all the pieces fit together. For example, you look at the sun, which is producing its light from so many millions of miles away, and a portion of that energy that's produced by the sun comes all the way across space and then enters into the Earth's atmosphere. And these wavelengths of light, particularly in the case of this energy of light, these wavelengths of light hit the leaf of a tree and the leaf of the tree is able to absorb certain energy and is able to use that energy and able to, to be able to produce the food that it needs in order to be able to grow. And there's such a precision in that. And that's a sign. That's an indicator for us. It's a reminder for us that there isn't just this random chaos around us, but rather there's a creator and there is a design. Just as another example, you look at, um, you know, in biology, you look at biology, you know, you have cells, as all of you are aware of, and those cells have to communicate with the external world. And one of the ways by which cells communicate with the external world is that they hold receptors on their surface. And those receptors are so specific that if the thing that the receptor is supposed to bind or let's just say the receptor is mutated in a, the slightest way. Literally, you change amino receptors are made up of little, little pieces called amino acids. You change one amino acid, and now the thing that the receptor is supposed to bind can no longer, can no longer bind because the specificity was so precise. You know, for example, you look at like a molecule like hemoglobin, which is designed to bind oxygen and release oxygen in a certain way, and a little mutation occurs in hemoglobin, and the way that it binds oxygen and the way that it relates with the other molecules of hemoglobin completely goes upside down, and a whole disease is caused by it. There is such precision in the world around us. And that precision, first point, there's a couple points I want to make today. The first point is that precision is all a sign. It's all a sign. You don't get that degree of precision without there being some sort of what they call, quote-unquote, intelligent design. 
And it's something that we should ponder upon. And you see that the Qur'an even challenges us by saying, look at the sky and the rain and the clouds and the ground and, and, the, and the plant and the light and all of these things, how they're interacting with one another. There's a very, very specific symphony that's occurring. The way that water comes from the sky and the, the ground is soft enough to absorb it, but not so soft that we're sinking in it. Just perfectly, the perfect hardness to be able to absorb the water in a, in a perfect rate, slowly. You're not getting a flood. You're not getting a dryness. Perfectly absorbed. Everything is balanced. Enough that the plants can take benefit. The plants grow. They produce their uh, unique colors and their unique foods and fruits. All of this is an indicator of a reminder. Let's say this. It's a reminder of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that's the first point. The second point is the point that I just want to remind all of us today. This is the new point, which I haven't mentioned before, but I'm just sharing with us all today. Is that just as specific as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created the physical world around us, as specific is the spiritual world around us. Again, I'll repeat that, and then I'll explain it. Just as there's specificity, in the physical world around us. And it's a reminder of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the same world, in the same, in the same way, there's a specificity in the spiritual world and we should recognize it as a reminder as well. Now you can say, what do you mean? You're talking, it's very theoretical. So let me give you an example. Let me just say this. First, I'll tell you a statement of the scholars and then I'll give you an example. So the scholars say that the shaitan of a scholar is a scholar. I'll repeat. The scholars say that, that the shaitan of a scholar is a scholar. Now what does that mean? First, let me start by reminding us that all of us have shaitan or shayateen that are related to us, that are assigned to us. All of us have Influences, you could say. But here, shaitan, a devil, that's assigned to us. And it whispers to us. And so the scholars, what they're saying is that there's specificity in even the negative forces that are attached to each one of us. Meaning, if there's a scholar, then the shaitan that is related to that scholar, who whispers to that scholar, who tries to derail that scholar, is also a scholar. Meaning they're equally as knowledgeable as that scholar. So that when they try to whisper to that scholar, they whisper in a scholarly way. You understand what I'm saying? Because a scholar thinks in a very different way than a normal person thinks. So you have a person who's a master of fiqh, that shaitan will whisper to them in fiqh with the logic of fiqh as to why they should do this wrong or that wrong. Now, all human beings are going to be influenced. Aside from prophets, all human beings have the potential to be influenced by shaitan, correct? So what the scholars are saying here, what the message that's being delivered is that the specificity that exists in the world, is, in the spiritual world, is so specific that even the whisperer of the scholar is a scholar. And they whisper in a scholarly way. They whisper with their own logic. And 
subhanAllah, that's exactly what you see. It's amazing how specific even the trials in life are. Now let me say it another way that's maybe more relevant to you and me. Life is a test. Life is a test. And as opposed to the classroom, where everybody gets the same test, you know what I'm saying? If you're in a, let's say there's 26 kids in a physics class, the test isn't designed for each kid individually, right? They don't say, okay, um, Adam, uh, you, you learned this and this and this, so here's your test. You didn't study those pages, but you studied these pages, here's your test. No. Each student is given the same test. Because human beings, they have a limited ability to be able to be specific. I could create the perfect test for Adam, but I don't have the knowledge and the understanding and the ability to do so. But in life, it's totally different. Why? Because the tests are not being produced by humans. The tests are being produced by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Meaning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent us here to be tested, and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends the tests upon us. And the tests that come upon us, are they fit like a glove. Literally, they fit like a glove upon the person. So, for example, just to highlight this further, you know, sometimes I talk to people, and they'll tell me their circumstance. And I think in the back of my head, that's not a test. Like, if that was me, that would be the easiest thing in the world. I would do A, B, C. That's straightforward. What kind of, this is not even a difficulty. What is this person talking about? But for them, it's the hardest thing in the world. For them, it's the hardest thing in the world. And the reason that it doesn't feel like a test to me is because it's not testing me, it's testing them. So when it's testing them, it's extremely specific to them, meaning there are people in their lives that are telling them this and telling them that, another person comes and says this, another person comes and says that. The atmosphere is perfect for the test that's given to that person. Whereas I'm not in that situation, so for me it doesn't look like a difficult test. I'm scratching my head and saying, why is this person even worrying about this? This is such a straightforward, simple thing. You can solve this in three seconds. Where is all this coming from? And the same thing with me. My test, maybe deemed to be so difficult, there's another person that looks at it and says, this is not a test, this is easy. Everybody's tested in their own unique way. And this is the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created this world. Now, I mean, go back to the physical world, right? Hemoglobin perfectly binds oxygen, just as an example. right? A receptor perfectly binds what they call its ligand, the thing that binds within the receptor. right? This vitamin perfectly binds this receptor in the gut. That's physical specificity. That same specificity exists spiritually as well. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows me and knows exactly the buttons to press that are going to test me. Right? It's just, imagine there's this complex board of buttons and you press, you know, out of the billions of options you press, only the only thing that would be difficult for me would be a true test would be to press this, this, and this out of billions of possibilities exactly what happens in my life, this, this, and this are pressed. Now, of course, it's going to happen because of the people around me. Someone's going to say something to me, something's going to happen to me, something else is going to occur. It's going to occur in the background of all of the complexity of my life. I mean, think about how complex of a person anybody is. Zayd, Zayd is sitting here. Zayd has his own experiences. He has his own background. He grew up in his own way. He comes from his own community. He has his own relatives. And what happens in life? When it's time to test Zayd, 
the exact buttons that are relevant to Zayd get pressed and Zayd gets tested and feels like there's a weight upon his world. And everybody else in the world is looking and saying, what are you talking about? This is not so hard. I mean, for example, the one who doesn't have wealth looks at the person that has wealth and says, what, what kind of test is that? But the person who has wealth is failing their test because they're not using their wealth the way they're supposed to. And the person who has wealth is looking at the one who doesn't have wealth and say, what do you mean? They have enough. They can't just be patient. But, if you, but they can't understand their circumstance. So this is the way by which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created this world. First of all, let's make it clear. Number one, everybody gets tested. That's the first point, actually. I should have started there. Everybody gets tested. Now, what happens is because we can't appreciate what a test is for somebody else, we only look at ourselves and say, I'm being tested. Oh, my God, if anybody else was in this circumstance, they would never be able to handle it. But then we look at the rest of the world and we say, they're all at peace. They're all at peace. Everybody else, is, except me, I got the short end of the stick. Everybody else is living the life that they want to live. But of course, that's not the truth. Everybody's being tested because the whole, all of life has been designed as a test. Allah, the Quran is telling us to test you so that we can determine who is the best in deeds. So, first of all, all of us are being test they're tested. There is no such thing as the grass is greener on the other side. You can look at all the people you want in the world, and you can look and say, they're not tested. How come they're not being tested? How come she's not being tested? He's never been tested. How can you even try to give me advice? You don't know what a test is. No, every person in this room is being tested. They're just, it just so happens that there are a billion different buttons that can be pressed, more than a billion. I'm just making it so we can understand it, putting some sort of finite number on it. And the exact buttons that are relevant to each person are being, are being pressed. So number one, everybody's being tested. There are no exceptions. This whole life has been created as a test. And this test basically is, determines who's going to succeed and fail. It's like telling me you went to college and you never took a final. Maybe now they started this, I don't know. But historically, there's no way that you could have ever gone to college without taking a final. Everybody is always taking finals. Now, they can show you that they're sitting at the football games all day. But they're not sitting at the football games all day if they go to college. They have to take finals. Okay? Every single person is being tested all the time. There is no such thing as a perfect life. There is no person who is sitting and, you know, just has been exempted from testing. And they're just living life how they want. No, every single one of us is always being tested. Number two, the test is specific to the person. It's not defined as a test if I think it's a test. It's defined as a test if they think it's a test. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows all hears all, sees all, and has created all. So just like a ligand binds a receptor and only that ligand can bind that receptor, you know, the vitamin A receptor, vitamin D cannot bind, vitamin C cannot bind, vitamin E cannot bind, that vitamin has to bind. And it has to be in this conformation in a molecular um, paradigm. In the same way, every one of us is tested with specificity. Every one of us. When it's the perfect time for your neighbor to say something to you, the neighbor will come and say something to you because that's how Allah wrote it to be. When it's the perfect time for a problem to arise, it, that problem will come exactly at that time at the right place that will just push your buttons that will just test you. When it's the perfect time for someone to send you a text that's going to you know, make you jump on the ceiling and hang from the sky, that text will come exactly at that time. That's just the nature of these tests. 
They're exceedingly specific. They're sent by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and they're sent by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as a test to see how we behave. Now, why do you make a test? Why, why, does it, why, is, there, why is there ever a test? Because a test verifies a claim. For example, I have an idea in my head. My idea in my head is that this person had a heart attack. Sorry, I get medical all the time, but my idea in my head is that this person had a heart attack. So now I have to run a blood test. It's called the blood test. Right? I look for certain molecules in the blood. When you say blood test, it doesn't mean you did a test. You're asking a question. There's always a question behind the test. There's a reason. I'm testing because I'm asking the question, did this person have a heart attack? That's the purpose of the test. So every test has a purpose. When a student claims to have gone through class and claims to have learned the material, then they're given a test to see whether they truly have developed an expertise in that material or at least a basic level of understanding in that material before you move them on to the next grade or the next level or the next lesson, whatever it might be. Life's the same way. The test is what? It's asking the question. You claim something, in our case, you claim that there is one Allah and that you worship this Allah and you claim that you alone do we seek, uh, you alone do we worship and you alone do we seek assistance from, but then the test comes. Because tests are always against a claim. So we make a claim, then the test will come against that claim and the test will press the exact buttons that will be a test for me. So that we cannot avoid. And we should always recognize in every circumstance what's happening. Now, if you lose control, you become angry, you be, look at the rest of the world and say, why aren't they tested? Why am I the only one that's tested? Or you fail to see that everything is a test. You know, uh, sometimes people mistake a test for a, for a gift. <laughs> you know, uh, they, so a person becomes wealthy and they start patting themselves on the back. Alhamdulillah, I'm a very smart person. Allah has blessed me. Alhamdulillah, I'm a good person. Allah has blessed me. It is a blessing. I'm not denying that it's not a blessing, but it's also a test. Everything is a test. All of life is a test. There's no other purpose of our existence except that we make a claim and then we're tested. We're tested to see who is actually going to produce the deeds that are worthy of being presented to Allah that are going to earn the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we are all being tested constantly. Our tests are specific to us. And it's important to see the world that way and to appreciate that we're being tested constantly and that the tests are specific to us because that helps us to, to recognize that we should internalize the circumstance and produce a response that's relevant to me. I mean, it's, everybody will say the same thing. You, people will call you. If you go and ask anybody, anybody comes and says to you, oh my God, I'm undergoing this difficulty. In the back of your mind, you always think, I could do that. I could handle that. What's this test that this person is claiming? So if they had this happened to me, I would just do this and this and this and this. But that's not your test. That's their test. Their buttons were unique. Your buttons are unique. Now, when your test comes and you say, oh, man, no one could handle this. But the rest, the rest of the world could handle it. You can't handle it. Many people in the world out there would be able to handle it. Some, some are very general, broad tests. I mean, some calamities occur that very few people would be able to handle. But I'm just talking about that day-to-day -day testing that occurs. You know, heavy calamities, death loss, illness. These are tests that all human beings face. But I'm talking about just the day-to-day -day when this person says that thing that just irks you. Or when somebody does something that bothers you. Or when somebody um, behaves in a way that, you know, uh, pushes your buttons. That's exactly what's happening. And they're, they've been put there to push your buttons. And they know exactly which buttons to push. 
That's the nature. And subhanAllah, it's also a sign of Allah, by the way. It's actually phenomenal. It's phenomenal that each of us are tested based on the very, very specific circumstances that we find ourselves in and the specific history that we bring to that circumstance. I mean, no two people in this room have lived the same life. You were born a certain way, you were raised a certain way, you were born in a certain circumstance, you were raised a certain way, you interacted with a whole bunch of different people, and yet that perfect test comes exactly that's relevant to you based on your background, based on your circumstance, based on your weaknesses, based on some of your strengths, etc. So this is a, another aspect of tests that we should appreciate, which is that just as there's specificity in the physical world around us, so too is there specificity in the spiritual tests that you're, we're given in order to determine whether we advance or whether we, um, whether we advance or remain put in our spiritual level. And every person is always being tested. Every moment, we don't, we don't feel that, uh, we don't necessarily appreciate what it is, appreciate it for what it is. But when a person's tested, they make a advance, they advance a level if they pass that test. And if they fail that test, they may maintain that level or actually even sometimes go down a level. And of course, there's infinite levels in which a person can advance and decline. But it's like a ladder. There's a test and you climb and a test and a climb. And you the rungs of the ladder towards Allah the rungs, you know what the rungs are? The rungs are those, if you have a ladder, it has two long sticks and then rungs in between that you climb. The rungs that you climb in order to obtain Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is tests. You, you, the next step is a test, and then you make a step and there's a test, and you make a step and there's a test, and you make a step and there's a test. In fact, if you, can, if you wanted to ask what's the sunnah, if you wanted to categorize the sunnah in a broad stroke, I would say the sunnah is the same way. What happens? All the Sahaba around the Prophet they're benefiting. Then, within a few months, some big test comes. Okay, that test is passed. Then they all are sitting with the Prophet Within a short period of time, the next text, test comes. Call it Badr, call it Uhud, call it Khandaq, whatever you want to call it. You'll just see there's this oscillation between test and break and test and break and test and break. And the breaks are their time with the Prophet where they're internalizing dhikr, salah, advancing, learning, and then a test comes. And then they pass it, then they again, dhikr, salah, time of, you know, time of relative, less, less turbulence, and then the next test comes. And that's the nature of life. That's, you'll see this oscillating you know, movement between test and break and test and break and test and break. And that's just the nature of life. We climb toward, we, we, we attain proximity to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by climbing, by climbing on the rungs of tests, and everybody's tested with great specificity to their personal circumstance. So very important to appreciate, number one, that all of us are being tested constantly. But there is no grass is greener on the other side. There is no crying to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, why me? There is no, I'm the, I'm the one that got the shorter end of the stick. There is no... Everybody's life is perfect except mine. That's very, very short-sighted. That's number one. Number two, our tests will come exactly specific for us. So it's not that, uh, how come they got this test and I would have been able to handle that, that, and that, and I'm dealing with this test. No, Allah is testing everyone equally. You think that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is unfair, now billah? 
No, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is testing everybody equally. But of course, the tests are different and they're based on that person's individual circumstance. And these tests, we should see them for what they are, which is opportunity. They're opportunity. We don't call them to us, but the moment they arise, they're opportunity. Because it's the rungs of the ladder that, by which one attains Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There will always be tests. Just like Sahaba had the Prophet on them, learned, gained, and then were tested, and then came back, and then learned, gained, and were tested, in the same way we're tested like that on a daily basis. Every moment of life, actually, in a way or in one way or another, is a type of test. So we should see it for what it is, we should appreciate its specificity, we should bear it with patience, and we should take advantage of the opportunity when it uh, presents itself.